Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show. Joining us as always, the prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com, Andrew Malcolm, at A.H. Malcolm on the Twitter says, Andrew, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Good to be here, as always, on Tuesday. Well, as always on Tuesday for the last, uh, I don't know, 15 years. So um, it's been awesome, and we're going to continue to be awesome on this. Um, But, uh, you know, we got to talk about what, you know, (laughs) talk about what's going on with um the media uh in response to uh the war that just broke out over the weekend uh hamas invading israel um just yeah. the barbarity that's going on there and how the media is making it into um israel's actually the issue uh rather than hamas before we get that's to that it's just incredible yeah do you want to talk about that first, or do we want to talk? No, about- no, no, that's fine. I'll follow your lead. I just, I just was commenting. We are definitely going to get to Andrew's column at Red State that was up over the weekend. The Petty House coup that is just a tiny peek into the decay inflicting our nation. And I'd argue that the media is part of that decay, and we saw this immediately when the war started. I mean, I, I wrote about CNN. MSNBC was just as bad, by the way. But I wrote about CNN. Uh, and Aaron David Miller going on air hours into this, right? I mean, Israel hadn't even gotten Hamas out of Israel yet. uh, They didn't really accomplish that until either late last night or early this morning when they finally seized back control of all the communities that Hamas had seized. But within hours, Aaron David Miller is up there saying, well, you know, the real problem is Israel's response. What's Israel's response going to be? That's the real problem here. It's like, really? Because I kind of thought that the terrorists that were murdering, raping, and hostaging civilians, and not just Israeli civilians, but there's Americans that are part of this count. There's a, uh, the most the most well-known victim of this was a German national, a young woman who was raped and murdered and paraded, um, her naked body paraded through streets of cheering Gazans. <laughs> I mean, Andrew... <laughs> That, yeah, that's got to be something about the decay afflicting our nation, right? It's barbaric. It really is barbaric. And I think it adds to the helplessness and even hopelessness that a lot of Americans feel these days, led by, of course, our demented president. But there's a lot of things, so many things going on. And <clears throat> I know you'll you'll be writing about it, and I wrote about it on the weekend. There's so many things that seem to be going wrong or seem to be out of control. No one seems to be in control, and there's no real leader. Uh, today, right. now we're recording this on Monday, that today, with the war raging and Secretary of State Blinken having said, called for a ceasefire and restraint on all, on all sides, golly, what a dimwit. Uh, with that, Biden called an early lid because yes. he doesn't want to have he doesn't want to be seen doing anything about this, and he's the guy along with Obama who's trying to do deals with Iran that financed this invasion with the six billion dollars probably that we just gave them in paying ransom for American hostages. I mean, it's such a cluster figurine that that it's it's just you you want to throw up your hands except it's too serious to throw up your hands well 
I mean, it, yes. I mean, and I mean, the whole thing with you know with the lid. By the way, uh, Jeff Dennis. Every time they, they we start talking about the lid, Jeff Dennis wants to know that you know. He's not the one at the White House. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Jeff, that's from lidblog.com. It's not that lid we're talking about. But the White House called a lid yesterday before noon because Joe Biden was having a, a barbecue with staffers in the middle of this war, right? And here's what I don't get. I mean, this is, I mean, I talk about in an upcoming post. It'll be up by the time this is actually viewed, but I'm writing it as we're talking right now. Um. Normally, presidents understand that these types of crises are when you get in front of the microphone and demonstrate that you're you're engaged, you're leading. Yeah. Uh, Jim Garrity points out over NRO that Joe Biden's been just the opposite. It took him four days to get in front of a microphone after after the debacle in Afghanistan um, for obvious reasons, and he's nowhere to be seen here. Called a lid yesterday at eleven thirty in the morning so that they could have the. The barbecue in the afternoon are calling a lid at 11.30 this morning today, while we, uh, while the State Department acknowledges that nine Americans were already identified as being killed in Gaza's um, war and, uh, you know, attack on Israel, and that uh, several more Americans are among the hostages that they're threatened to execute uh, right now. Uh, well, you know, uh, this is a thing with uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden. They both seem, for inexplicable reasons, desperate to do a deal with the world's top sponsor of terrorism, exporting terrorism. Uh, Obama with his phony nuclear arms pact and Biden uh, pushing to re reinvigorate the one that Trump dumped. And then paying a ransom. We don't pay ransom for hostages. That's why they're doing it now. Did you see the, the Hamas guy on TV saying, we've got enough prisoners to uh, ransom every, is, uh, um, every Hamas um, prisoner in Israeli jails? Um, so, and oh, by the way, you remember Benghazi? Yeah. Barack Obama, poof, disappeared, AWOL. He has never explained, and we can only guess what kind of nefarious things he was up to. He, he talked to Hillary Clinton at 5 p.m. the night that it started and did not appear until 9 a.m. the next day when he vowed swift justice, there has been none, on the, uh, on the terrorists who killed four Americans, the first ambassador in like 35 years. Um, and then he ran off to three fundraisers in Nevada. So here's here's Biden. Uh, more important things to do than a war. These guys are just they're tone deaf, they're clueless, and they're ducking. And no wonder the world sees us as weak. Oh, oh. because we are. I mean, this is not a. That's right. It's not because. Um, it's not because it's a perception, it's actual weakness. Yeah, absolutely. And it's permeating throughout all of our institutions. Again, I want to get to that point that you make in your and, book. And there, were, and there were questions raised about uh, whether some of the uh, armaments used in this uh, invasion were the ones we left behind in Afghanistan. The Afghans have been making a fortune selling them, giving them to the Taliban 
in uh, Pakistan that's trying to overthrow that government uh, and selling the others to China and so on. And of course, they, they're sophisticated, so they can see inside them, reverse engineer them, and then hand, hand some off to, uh, to uh, Hamas. It's, it's, it's so clumsy and inept. I, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I'm at a loss for words. I, you know, I'm not, fortunately. I mean, this is really, <laughs> this is, and I, I mean, I've been talking about this since Saturday, about the media response, but I mean, also about the, the Biden administration response, which has, there hasn't been a response. You had one response from the State Department, not Blinken's one, that went up saying, it was the statement that you were talking about, that all sides need to show restraint, which they deleted. Then they had Anthony Blinken, Anthony Blinken, excuse me, um, put up a tweet that said that he was endorsing Turkey's um, efforts to to get a ceasefire in place, uh, <laughs> which is you know after Hamas had taken all the hostages and had and was still basically in control of uh, some Israeli communities. Uh, Turkey, Turkey, which is an ally of sorts for Hamas, wanted a ceasefire under those conditions and. About 12 hours later, they finally deleted that tweet. It, it's everybody in this on the American side is unserious. Biden's nowhere to be found. Blinken, Blinken is tweeting stuff and then having to delete it. His State Department is the same thing. Nobody's got a freaking clue what's going on here. And, and Semaphore, I, the Wall Street Journal uh, had a big story over the weekend about how Iran helped Hamas plan this. Yeah, uh, the last two weeks. That was a shocking story. Uh, but before that, Semaphore had a story up, which I have tweeted. You can see it on my timeline uh, on Twitter that um, the determined efforts for the last 10 years that Iran has made in penetrating American government and uh, American intelligence. And there are aides to John Kerry. Uh, uh, who are Iranian operatives. Right. Uh, Va Valerie Jarrett, you may remember, Obama's right-hand woman, was uh, born in Iran uh, and has been very sympathetic to them, helped drive the original deal that was killed. Uh, they're very clever. They're very, very smart. Don't negotiate with Iranians if you're not a serious person. Because uh, they, they will take you to the cleaners and worse. Yeah, I mean, or you know, and, and don't negotiate with the current Iranian leadership, which is no, not at all. Hey. They're on, yeah, they don't care. They're, and um, I uh, well, you remember uh, they wouldn't negotiate with Jimmy Carter, and they played the American electoral game very cleverly by releasing the hostages at the very same minute because they were watching it on satellite the very same minute that Ronald Reagan took his oath of office. So they helped ensure the doom of Jimmy Carter, yeah. uh, who, who launched the raid that got bollocked up. The only well, I good, mean, the, the only it, good it, thing Robert, that came... I mean, Carter, only, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The only good thing that came out of that raid was uh, the invention of Special Operations Command. We didn't have one. So they pulled together commandos 
And then after that, they said, okay, we need a full-time dedicated group of commandos to do this kind of stuff. And now we have them, thank God. Well, the other thing, the reason why they wanted to get even with Carter is because Carter offered the Shah medical treatment after he'd been exiled. um, And they wanted him extradited and Carter refused to extradite him. That was what touched this whole thing, touched that whole thing off. That was 44 years ago, and we're still dealing with the fallout from that, including what's going on right now in um, in Gaza. And the media keeps wanting to make this about Israel. Um, you know, Israel hasn't occupied Gaza for 18 years. They've contained it, and there's a really good reason why they've contained it. We're seeing why right now. Israel has supplied food, water electricity to Gaza because Hamas won't do any of that. The only thing that Hamas wants to do is make war on Israel. They've been firing missiles constantly over the last 18 years at Israel. And now that they've committed this act of war, which is just unconscionable, it's barbar- these barbaric acts, which they, they have, you see American media talking about you know, uh, the IDF operating in Gaza as retaliatory strikes. They're not retaliatory. Those are military operations to find and dismantle Hamas in Gaza, which is exactly what Bibi Netanyahu said they were going to do now. Um, They're not just tossing a few bombs in retaliation. They're actually looking for Hamas to try to find all their networks, dismantle them, seize all their weapons, collapse their tunnels, and basically end their existence in Gaza. I I visited Israel a few years ago, and uh, they took us on a tour. Uh, right up, not in Gaza, but right up to it, showed us the tunnels that they use, uh, that Hamas uses, um, showed us the remnants of rockets that they routinely fire. Now, not, they don't routinely fire 3,000 like the weekend, but, uh, uh, and <clears throat> they also showed us how they control. They do have an intelligence network that apparently failed uh, uh, within Gaza. Uh, and uh, we talked at the time, we talked to some of the network agents. And uh, what what um, Hamas does is it builds its rockets in the basement or the first floor of all of civilian apartment buildings. So they feel protected by that. And uh, Israel has developed uh, what they call a knock on the door where they drop a little bomb on the roof and then they give them a few minutes and then they destroy the building uh, because yeah. they've, they've identified it as a rocket factory. Yeah, they've decided uh, to stop doing that on this in this instance. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they, they, the IDF announced that the door knocking thing, that ain't happening this time around. They're just going <laughs> to start blowing. They're just going to start blowing them apart. And, and, and they've already told the civilians in there, if you don't want to be part of this, here's where you need to go to. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who else, anybody who's in these buildings is going to die. And if if you don't yeah. want to be, if you don't want to die, don't be in the buildings. Go to these uh, specific areas that we are identifying so that we can see you. You're in the open, and um, and we know that you're not hiding things. Um, this is war. I mean, this is the thing that absolutely not absolutely. They yeah. They even came in. They even came in by paragliders. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you had paratroops, you had ground forces, uh, and and it's not like they and, were attacking and, and boat, IDF uh, boats, boats coming boats, around yeah, the coast. Yeah, Navy, you know, they got they got the missiles, so they got air power. They're at least as as late as this morning, 
They were sending hundreds of rockets at Ben Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv. They had to shut down the airport, and the Iron Dome was knocking down most, but not all of those missiles. And so these guys are these guys are aiming at civilian structures. Uh, they're aiming at civilians, and this yeah. is a war. It's an invasion. It's a war. It, Gaza, if Gaza didn't want the consequence of war, they shouldn't have launched it. And this is the thing that I've been trying to emphasize. The Gazans chose Hamas as their leadership. There is no indication that the Gazans don't support Hamas. The, the, when, when they started bringing the hostages through and, and the bodies of people that they had killed back into Gaza, you didn't see people on the streets jeering at them, shaming them. No, you saw them dancing and celebrating in the streets as these bodies are getting dragged around as the hostages are getting abused by both the militants the militants, as, as the American media likes to call them, and the people who are on the streets. Don't tell me this isn't a Gaza operation. This is not just Hamas, this is Gaza. And, and, and through the, and through the, uh, uh, the Palestinian uh, uh, organization, we fund them. We, uh, Biden started refunding them again. Yep. Oh, hey, look, as we're speaking, and right now it is 4.22 p.m., Eastern time, Joe Biden finally commented on um, 11 American citizens now dead. Just now. <laughs> this is three days into this, right? Three days into this. And just now he's getting around to having a comment about the fact that Hamas just killed 11 Americans. Is he vowing uh, instant justice? Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, well, I haven't even seen the, the actual statement. Yeah. Um, he's not. Uh, uh, so... Um, let's see. He's calling it a tragedy. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Yes. Not, a, not an outrage. No. Well, I, he does. He does use the word outrage in here. Um, so I don't want to say that he's not using that. But um, in fact, at the very end, he said it is an outrage. Um, if you and, read this far, you can know I'm an outrage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is um. This is he's a putz. He's a total he's putz. And total butts. He's completely unserious. Which, which by the way, by the way, Andrew brings us to your your uh, uh, VIP column from this weekend, which I suspect was mainly written before this war broke out, yeah. uh, talking about the fundamental unseriousness of American politics in other parts of our government as well. Yeah, it's just I was I just so struck if you. It's led by the extremes of both sides, the left and the right. Um, gets gets on the right and the and the left and the woke. Uh, but they, what they're doing is they are consistently trying to tear down the operations for their own petty reasons. Getz has no plan. He had no plan to govern. No plan to replace McCarthy. He just wanted to create chaos and get the attention. And this is happening all over. This is not just him. This is what Washington has, has become. Uh, everything depends on appearances. It's photo ops. Uh, and nobody cares. Nobody does anything serious. And Americans look at that. And you don't hear them every day because the national media in Washington doesn't go out every day. Uh, but you, this, this was the frustration and the outrage of the heartland 
that Donald Trump tapped into. 17 Republican candidates and the rich guy from Fifth Avenue was the only one who heard the outrage uh, in the heartland and used it as political leaders are supposed to. Uh, as it's, it's just stunning to me. Um, now you can argue about the usefulness of that of that tactic, but it's it's just a sense of powerlessness and even hopelessness. The, the polls show it. Seventy five percent of both parties don't want these guys, either one of them running for president again. Um, I, I you you said this earlier this year that you didn't think Joe Biden would end up being the nominee. And um, I now think you're right. Yeah, I don't know that he makes it to the end, frankly. I mean, you know, Grandpa had a barbecue yesterday and he couldn't make it to work. <laughs> he couldn't work past uh, 1130 this morning. You know, this new statement just came out, but uh, I mean, it's written in, in Joe Biden's name, but uh, do you honestly yeah, believe that Joe Biden wrote it? No, he had no. nothing to do with it. Somebody, your boss, your boss, is this okay? No, they here, boss. This is what we're putting out. Somebody, you know, and him. and he's the one openly, frequently admitting to the public. People are telling him what to do. <laughs> telling him and telling him what not to do. What there's you know, no it, commander in chief that says I'm taking orders from somebody else that I'm not going to identify. They, you just you just don't do that. Well, I, I will say this. At first, I kind of thought that was a sort of, sort of a self-deprecating joke, but it keeps coming up so often now oh, that I don't, oh. think, I don't think you can take that. I don't think you can. Oh, that's you know that's what his tiny malfunctioning. I call him. I said he had a marshmallow mind in in the column. It, it, it's, it's what his mind thinks is a reasonable excuse. Oh, you know, they told me I can't take questions. And, and what he's doing is saying, I'm so weak, I take orders from other people. I'm just not going to identify them. What? What? There's no president who says that. Presidents yep. are supposed to be in charge. So no wonder the world and the U.S. looks at this and says, oh, this is very weak. Uh, it's just... Yeah, yeah, and and I look, know. I mean, I, I think that uh, I don't know either, but I think people should go over to redstate.com and check out Andrew's VIP post. <laughs> Absolutely, so that's the only know. way. That's the only way to save the country is for people to click. I think that's. I think that's fair. I think that's a good way of putting it. I don't. We, we need to. We need to have a a, a limited time here today. But um, I and I don't know if you've even had a chance to take a look at a, a joke uh, to. To send us no, out. No, I've got, I've, I've, got I've got some old ones on file here. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Um, now these are old, as I said. As a Jimmy Fallon says, now that he's the first quarterback to beat all 32 NFL teams, Brett Favre's next goal is to retire from all 32 NFL teams. <laughs> 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 Uh, Jay Leno, he said, uh, Detroit's police chief was suspended after a female officer said she had sex with him in exchange for a promotion. People are stunned. They had no idea Detroit has a police department. 
Uh, well, that's stunning. That is stunning. Yeah. And finally, uh, Jimmy Fallon, he said, a woman managed to board a Delta flight without a boarding pass or identification. It wasn't that hard. Another passenger just had to say, this is my emotional support woman. <laughs> Very good. I, I've got an I've got an airline themed one that we'll go ahead and sign off here. So um little guy gets on a plane and sit next sits next to the window, and a few minutes later, this big, heavy, mean-looking guy plops down the seat next to him, immediately falls asleep. Well, the smaller guy starts to feel airsick, but he's afraid to wake up the bigger guy to ask if he can go to the bathroom. And he knows he can't climb over him, so he just kind of sits there looking at this big guy, trying to decide what to do, and getting sicker and sicker. And suddenly the plane hits an air pocket and it just becomes uncontrollable and he just throws up all over the guy's chest. About five minutes later, the guy wakes up, looks down, and the little guy looks at him and says, so do you feel better now? <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Neither did the big guy. The big guy didn't see it coming. Oh, either. that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's from jokesoftheday.net. I always like to give credit. That's from jokesoftheday.net. Okay. I like to go over there and take a look at that. So Andrew Malcolm, the prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com, the little guy who never vomits on your chest. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Well, I certainly hope not. Uh, we'll do this again next week, sir. Great talking with you once bit. again. Thank you, Edward. Thanks, everybody. See you then. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. The bodies had not yet grown cold before American elite media began shifting responsibility for this weekend's barbarous attack by Hamas to Israel. In fact, Hamas terrorists were still in the process of killing, raping, and kidnapping civilians from Israel and other countries, including the U.S., when CNN analyst Aaron David Miller declared that the real problem would be Israel's response to this barbaric war. Most of the American media followed suit, implying or stating outright that this barbarity resulted from Israel's supposed occupation of Gaza, from which Israel withdrew 18 years ago. The real problem of American media is that they choose sides, the wrong side, while claiming objectivity. This weekend, they circled the wagons around the Palestinians, Joe Biden, and almost two decades of failed policies that resulted in this war. Expect their behavior to get worse. Responsible media consumers ought to tune them out and turn them off. I'm Ed Morrissey.